Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, The Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is May 24th, 2021. In 1895, at the age of 60 and in some financial difficulties, Mark Twain embarked on a speaking tour of the British Empire to pay the bills. He later published an account of his travels in a book entitled Following the Equator. Among his many pithy observations is one I've always felt was particularly relevant to investing. We should be careful to get out of an experience only the wisdom that's in it, and stop there, lest we be like the cat that sits down on a hot stove lid. She'll never sit down on a hot stove lid again, and that as well, but also she will never sit down on a cold one anymore. As the economy recovers from pandemic, the housing industry is booming. However, many Americans remain wary of real estate, having been badly burnt in the first decade of this century when a U.S. housing bubble ultimately triggered the worst recession since the Great Depression. However, the reality is more nuanced this time around. So far, the increase in home prices is more moderate than 15 years ago, particularly given current super-low mortgage rates. In addition, residential real estate could provide a hedge against now-rising inflation. In time, of course, the increase in prices and building may become more worrisome. And in the meantime, a housing boom is still a very mixed blessing, as it tends to increase inequality and divert resources from more productive activities. However, for investors... As of now, the boom in U.S. housing looks more like an individual investment opportunity than a general macro risk. Tuesday's new home sales and particularly home pricing data should provide further evidence of the strength in housing. We estimate that new home sales only fell moderately in April, from a nearly 15-year high in March, while the Case-Shiller report on home prices should show a double-digit year-over-year gain in average prices, as did last Friday's existing home sales report. The strength in demand is easy to understand. The pandemic has, at least temporarily, enhanced the attractiveness of suburban housing relative to crowded city living. Equally important, strong stock market gains and very low mortgage rates have increased the pool of potential buyers. Indeed, with price appreciation running at 10% year-over-year and mortgage rates at just 3%, buyer enthusiasm is easy to understand. However, it's important to recognise that the market overall still looks reasonably priced. The average price of an existing single-family home sold in April was just under $365,000, roughly 2.6 times annual household disposable income. This is right in line with its average of the last 20 years, and 21% lower than its peak in the summer of 2005 at the height of the early 2000s housing bubble. Moreover, back then, the average 30-year mortgage rate was 5.8%, almost double today's level. In addition, the mid-2000s was characterised by massive overbuilding, with over 1.7 million single-family homes started in 2005. Today, single-family housing starts are running at a much more modest pace, of less than 1.1 million units annualised in April. There is also something to be said for housing as an inflation hedge. In the 1970s, when consumer prices rose by an average of more than 7% per year, median new home prices rose by more than 9% annually. In that decade, while long-term interest rates rose, inflicting losses on bondholders, stock prices only eked out a 2% annual gain, tarnishing the reputation of equities as an inflation hedge. While we don't expect anything like a return to 1970s-style inflation, even somewhat higher inflation in interest rates will challenge both fixed-income and equity markets, and residential real estate could outperform both 
over the next few years. Having said this, it is important in real estate, as in all investments, to be selective. All housing markets are not booming, and apartments in major cities could suffer from a lack of demand for some time as businesses adopt a permanent, albeit partial, work-from-home model in the wake of the pandemic. Rental properties could also see softer demand in the long run from a slowdown in population growth which has only been worsened by the pandemic. In addition, many other parts of commercial real estate will also bear some long-term scars from adjustments to consumer behaviour wrought by the COVID-19 pandemic. It's also important to note that while the Federal Reserve's action in maintaining very low short rates and purchasing mortgage-backed securities has provided the nation with super low mortgage rates, it's a very dubious policy, either from the perspective of promoting economic equity or long-term growth. Very low mortgage rates are, of course, part of the reason home prices have risen so quickly. However, for younger and poorer households, scraping together the down payment is a more formidable hurdle than making the monthly mortgage payment, and rising home prices are only making this problem worse. In addition, while a healthy home-building industry is obviously a good thing, it does little to enhance the productive capacity of the US economy. An economy which invested more in research and development would presumably see stronger growth in the long run. Still, for now, while both the pandemic recovery and the economic rebound remain on track, many parts of US equity and fixed income markets appear expensive. This suggests the need for careful asset allocation and active management. And, with rising inflation for younger investors in particular, this still looks like a good time to buy rather than rent a home. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.